What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Rest of Season Rankings Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Andrew Seifter, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Lauren Arbach. Hello! Hello, Andrew! Happy Thursday! Um... I'm excited because it's it's you know it's Thursday and it's that f- extra fun week in football where it's the end of the season and you get games on Saturday, I so know. that's always fun. So yeah, um, it's a fantasy yeah. play. I have so much to be excited about right now. Yeah, Urban Meyer got canned. <laughs> that's number one. Right? That's like, number that's one. I am list. a James Robinson truther, so <laughs> I am extremely uh, excited to see Urban Meyer gone. Um, yeah, not to say that bad. that's going to like suddenly turn the Jaguars into a offensive juggernaut, but yeah. they do get the Texans and the Jets the next two weeks. So mm-hmm. kind of all he needs is 15, 20 touches, and I think he can do the rest. It's basically he just needed his coach not to constantly be undermining him and standing in his way. I really think that that's true. I mean, I would not be surprised if Robinson just goes off these next two weeks, which is really great for James Robinson and the Jaguars, but also for uh, those managers that roster him uh, during the playoffs with these just juicy matchups, right? Yes, and we will be getting to that first matchup that we were talking about there against the Texans uh, Mm -hmm. in uh, our show today because, as always, we will be previewing every single game uh for Mm -hmm. this week week 15 the first week of the fantasy football playoffs in most leagues so it's a big one we've got thursday game we got saturday games we've got covid craziness Uh, enough with the covid already like it's so hard to keep up with it with everything you know i know I, I, you know, I don't want to rant about it, but, you know, I, I, I have this routine during football season where mm-hmm. on, uh, you know, on Mondays I update my rest of season rankings up at rosrankings.com. We post those Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, then we, we do our waiver wire preview show on Tuesdays. I write my Fantasy <clears throat> Pros article uh, rounding up every running back situation for fantasy purposes on Tuesdays. And then usually Wednesday is like my rankings day where I dig in and do my rankings. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, like, it's pretty much impossible right now to do rankings on Wednesdays yeah. because there's just so many situations that are totally up in the air. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a we always have had to deal with injury uncertainty. But, like, COVID is so much more uncertain because it's mm-hmm. like you don't get updates on these players when they're on the COVID list. You don't hear anything about it. There's nothing. First of all, there's, like, privacy concerns. But mm-hmm. then also yeah. just there's the fact that, like, it's basically just about these tests. Do they get these two negative tests 24 hours apart? And that's when they get activated. So, you know, people keep asking me for like updates on like Miles Gaskin or something like that. I don't have an update. Nobody has an update. It's like, it's radio silence until you suddenly hear this guy's been activated Mm -hmm. from the COVID list. And it's, so when you're trying to do rankings on a Wednesday, you have no, I, you know, do I put Miles Gaskin and Salvin Ahmed and, uh, Philip Lindsay at the bottom of my rankings, or do I assume they're going to play and put them in, slot them in where I would have them? Or, right. you know, should it be Malcolm Brown and Duke Johnson? I'm looking at, you know, it's just like so complicated. So, um, but I, I'm still number seven for the season in ranking accuracy for running backs. So, figured out a way to do that. Number one for kickers. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> Had a good week last week, number eight yeah. overall for the week. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, things are things are going well there, despite the uh, COVID adversity. I, guess I mean, I say. I think that that's all great, like your ranking stuff. And I know, um, you know, I refer to you as as the running back guru. So I always kind of defer to you anyway on, um, you know, all things running back related. I might have to call I me the kicker guru now. I don't understand. Like I feel like I would have a hard time figuring out how to rank kickers. Like it's just something I know, and we don't really talk about. Um, 
uh, kickers on our show a lot, but I just, uh, I would have a hard time ranking them. But I guess there is, I assume there is some sort of kind of method to the madness and strategy behind Absolutely. Uh, ranking. Yeah. yeah, I have a lot of things that I look at when it comes to ranking kickers, and I okay. feel like my process works pretty well um mm-hmm. well so, clearly you know. yeah yeah <laughs> so uh yeah it's you know a lot of it's predicting um the game flow so i like mm-hmm. to look at vegas odds um you know which team if a team's a heavy favorite um then that's you know a team that's projected to score a lot of points and a heavy favorite that's like kind of the, the two one two punch there okay. then just like you know you obviously want kickers that you know have a strong leg and can make 50 plus yard kicks you want kickers who are accurate you want kickers who ideally would not be playing in like the weather conditions we saw in that buffalo new england game things like that but yeah. but really the number one thing for me is really um game situation you know and and you know i feel like people stick to the kickers that um they know uh, mm-hmm. and really like my i think the biggest reason my i you know have highly accurate kicker rankings is that i don't i'm not i don't wed myself to that like i will put justin tucker as my kicker 11 for the week you know if mm-hmm. i feel like he doesn't have a great matchup like this week mm-hmm. uh with green bay um mm-hmm. you know so you have to be flexible with this stuff like I, you know sometimes i pull up kickers that are you know not ones you would think of like Dustin Hopkins or something. Mm-hmm. And he ends up being my number one kicker for the week, you know? So you just have to be um, willing to shake it up a little bit, I guess mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. It sounds very situational, you know, where you really have to kind of think about all these kind of aspects, you know, not only just like the kicker leg, but you know, like you were saying, you know, you kind of have to uh, predict, you know, uh, game flow. And then if there are weather conditions and just kind of, it's almost kind of like this, you have to think about a game in a complete package, right? <laughs> and like, absolutely. How you think it's gonna go. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congratulations and, on that. Well, thank you. And yeah. I, you know, I know there's a lot of people <laughs> that say ban kickers and get rid of kickers mm-hmm. and you know, there's definitely a lot of um, chaos with kicking and, but, but I do, like, like I said, I do think there is a method to the madness mm-hmm. and as, as, you know, really as much as there is with other positions to be honest. So right. like, you know, I'm not sure that argument really holds water that like kickers are, totally random compared to you know all these other positions you know yeah i mean maybe you can try and predict kickers easier than tight ends yeah you know yeah and and the other thing i you know we've talked about on the show before i just like having kickers in my leagues because um i like the roster flexibility i like taking that Mm -hmm. roster spot during the week and using it to stash maybe one of these dolphins running backs for example you know and see what happens with the news and then make your roster decisions at the end of the week when you have to pick up a kicker and there'll always be a kicker you can pick up who is in a decent situation to, to provide fantasy points. You know, maybe they're one that, um, you know, doesn't rank near the top for the whole season, but is in a good spot for mm-hmm. that particular week. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I like that uh, background to that. Thank you. Cool. Well, I'm glad we could, I'm glad we could get some kicker talk in. I really kicker am excited talk, yeah. today. It's, uh, it, it, it took us, it took us 15 weeks you know, of the season before we could talk about kickers, but here we are and we did. So we. I know we never include them in our waiver <laughs> pickups, well, but well, people will just have to look at my uh, rankings to yeah. to get that yep. information, I guess. Yep. All right. Well, it's uh, it's Thursday, and that means mm-hmm. it's it's preview day. So well, why don't we hop right in and Let's look at the Week 15 matchup, starting yeah. with tonight's game uh, between the Chiefs and the Chargers, the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this should be an interesting game. Um, Austin Eckler is expected to play. He was yep. questionable coming in with that ankle injury. Um, it sounds like he may not get his full workload uh, mm-hmm. 
that um, I believe NFL Network reported that this morning. But, um, you know, by the same token, I saw that um, there was a similar report about that uh, last year uh, when he was coming off of uh, an absence from injury that he wouldn't get a full workload and he got 25 touches mm-hmm. uh, against Buffalo last year. So yeah. it's it's hard to know exactly. But I guess the, the real thing is you just play the guy, right? I mean, yeah, like you're not – very, very few fantasy managers are going to – whether he's a high-end RB1 or a low-end RB1, very few fantasy managers are going to have two or three other running backs that they would play ahead of Austin Eckler. Right. You play him and he's, even if he is limited, you know, he's got that kind of extra oomph though, because he is, he is, you know, active in both the rushing and passing game. So he may get a couple extra shots uh, through the air and stuff. So um, yeah, you play him, don't think twice about it, but avoid, even if you think like he's not, if he's going to be like limited, don't try and guess whether it's going to be, you know, Joshua Kelly or, or Justin Jackson or Larry Roundtree. Like you're not, don't play any of those guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, even if Eckler was out, I think it was going to be pretty dicey yeah, figuring out which of those guys that. you would trust. But yeah. with him active, I mean, those guys are all yeah way yeah. on the back burner. Yeah. What about uh, – I mean, so Keenan Allen's back. Mm-hmm. That's good news. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, they're missing their starting tackle in this game, though. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chiefs are missing uh, Chris Jones, though, on the for the pass rush. So, um, okay. you know, yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like um, – and, you know, Keenan Allen slots right back in as a wide receiver one for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it means that Mike Williams kind of goes back to being a little more boomer bust. bust. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, Jalen Guyton and mm-hmm. uh, Joshua Palmer are, are kind of off the fantasy radar. They look radar less attractive, at this point. Yeah. you know, than, the, than maybe what they did on Monday. Yeah. Saying. Although it is possible it could be a shootout. Over under is 52. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Um, Chiefs favored by three. So, and Justin Herbert's been playing out of his yeah, mind lately. So, you know, it wouldn't shock me if Jalen Guyton or Joshua Palmer showed up with a, a big game, even with Keenan Allen back. I just don't think you can really bank yeah, on it. I agree with that. And I mean, what do you think for the Chiefs? Do you think this will be kind of a heavy, um, you know, because you know, LA you tend to attack them on the ground. Do you think this will be a heavy kind of Ceh and um, Daryl Williams day? It could be, yeah. I mean, uh, the the Chargers also are not great against tight ends, so mm-hmm, mm. Um, I don't I don't know. I mean, it, maybe Kelsey's been really struggling lately, yes. but maybe this is a game where he can get back on track. Yeah. Um, they they're really great uh, covering wide receivers, but I do also sort of feel like Tyree Kill is like um, not your typical. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like matchup data. I I don't. I guess I don't have the numbers to prove this, but I get the sense that like matchup data with wide receivers doesn't really apply to him mm-hmm. as much as it does other receivers, just because um, he's going to get a lot of like, um, you know, it's like one big play can make his day basically. You know what I mean? So he's not like a Devonte Adams kind of guy where he needs um, to get a bunch of volume um, mm-hmm. or Keenan Allen, for example, um, you know? So, um, but the chiefs have, yeah, I mean, they've done, they haven't really been running on all cylinders uh, in the passing game for quite some time. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I do think CEH is, is definitely a strong uh, play against uh, the Chargers, although, of course, um, we're still looking at a pretty even backfield committee um, between CEH and Darrell Williams. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, but I do think this is a get-right game for, for Kelsey, um, you know, because he's been limited to 27 receiving yards in each of the past two games. And this is just... You know, it's one of those things also, we talk about this just because we're in the playoffs. You know, don't get cute with some of these guys. Like, stick with these studs, even though, you know, he's had two down games. You're putting him in because just that upside is just immense. Yeah, yeah. No, this is going to be a huge game. I, I For me, I mean, I am in two playoff matchups where 
and one of them I have Mahomes and Keenan Allen, and then the other I have Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. So mm. I feel like this match, this game is going to tell me a lot about my chances of winning my playoff matchups this week. Well, and it's one of those things. It's like it's kind of good you get to know kind of sooner, you know, right? You know, like on a Thursday versus you're in the middle of all the Sunday games or something. That's true. Know? That could help in terms of like maybe you if you have uh, one final flex spot and you're mm-hmm. trying to decide if you want to go with an upside guy exactly. or like a high floor guy, That yeah. that's the kind of thing that could give you some more information to mm-hmm. make that choice. Yeah. Sort of similar to what we were talking about last week with John Harbaugh going for two mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. So he had the information, you know, it's mm-hmm. always good to get the information. Early information is always good. Yes. Analytics. <laughs> Analytics. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. Let's move on to the one o'clock or I'm sorry. The let's move on to the Saturday games. Yeah. Excuse me. Yep. <laughs> so first game is the Raiders against the, Raiders. the Browns. Uh-huh. Uh, and this game is just I mean, it's the ground is shifting under our feet as we speak. Well, we say the Browns, game. but who who does that mean? You know, who uh, yeah, is going very, to be on the field for the Browns this week? Very good question. Yes. Uh, you know, so the over under on this game is really low now. It's at 38 and a half. Oh, is uh, it? Yeah, oh. the Browns started out as favorites and they're uh-huh. now now the Raiders are one and a half point favorites. Okay. Um interesting. Yeah, you know, I don't actually think the Brown. We've talked about this before. I don't mm-hmm. think there's a huge drop off from Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. to, to Case, Case Keenum, yeah. um, but they're going to be missing Jarvis Landry in all likelihood. They're going to yeah. be missing uh, two of their starting offensive linemen, uh, and and actually three because uh, Conklin is already uh, out. So three of their Wait, five no, starting. Conklin. Oh What's yeah, that? The Jack other Conklin. Conklin. Yeah, 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 the other yeah. Conklin. Yeah, the other Conklin. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. the one that you don't pick up and put in your fantasy <laughs> right, lineup, but right. does this matter a lot for Nick Chubb. Second yeah. Conklin, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, you know, I mean, they're decimated, and they're starting to have some COVID tests show up on the defensive side of the ball, too. It was primarily offensive guys, but, um, you know, Kareem Hunt's going to be out. So, uh, yeah. you know, Dearness Johnson, I guess, becomes more relevant. I mean, the, the Raiders are a bad defense that's a defense you typically want to attack but mm-hmm. i it's really hard to have confidence in any uh browns given everything that's going on i mean uh, nick chubb is the one exception i guess yeah and i mean in think you know in terms of thinking of that that passing game it's is it donovan people's jones austin hooper and david njoku i mean that's, well, those are the three that kind austin of hooper about. also ended up on the COVID oh, list on? Oh, yeah, see, and Njoku is back. So, yeah. <laughs> so, Njoku is a sneaky tight end play. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, he is um, a sneaky tight end play. The, just, the question is whether their offensive line is so decimated that it's just going to yeah. kill the passing game. But, um, yeah, no, I don't hate – I think Njoku is, like, a, a definite consideration as a tight end streamer this week. I think – yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I didn't catch that Hooper news. Um, I think – now – I think that uh, Peoples Jones could be interesting, maybe more so for like a DFS play or something like that. But um, I do think that he becomes, you know, an interesting um, kind of player in this offense. But again, it's just, you know, look at your other options because it's like, is this something you really want to bank on? And, you know, if you're in the playoffs, you, you probably have better options than this. But um, I do kind of like DP, uh, DP I call him DPJ, for uh, DFS. Well, I love DPJ. <laughs> you know. He is a Michigan Wolverine, a uh, very talented player. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think he's a little more of a deep threat, though. And um, yeah. you could see uh, Hollywood Higgins uh, oh, emerge, yeah. reemerge from mm-hmm. uh, 
obscurity. I think Anthony Schwartz is also dealing with an injury, mm-hmm. so I don't know if he's going to play either. So um, okay. it could be it could be Higgins, it could be DPJ. But um, my main concern is just that with all, so many players missing on the line and things mm-hmm. like that, I I'd be hesitant. Um, if it would just Jarvis Landry out and everybody else was healthy, I, I could see DPJ more. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I'm kind of just shying away from the Browns <clears throat> yeah. offense in general. No, I think that's that's a good point. Yeah. Know. And what about on the Raiders side? I mean, can they take advantage of this decimated Browns uh, team, do you think? We'll find out. I mean, <clears throat> I, I, I don't know. Um, you know, I feel, you know, David Carr, I mean, I know, you know. Derek Carr. Oh, God, see. <laughs> it's been a few weeks since you did that. <laughs> God. It's like I just I can't. It's just my brain in the cars. I don't know what's going on. Uh it's just it's it's embedded in there, people. That's just what it is. That's just I'm gonna call that a car rolls. crash every time you do that. Exactly. I like that. The car crash. Just had another car crash. Um like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean Derek's just I, I don't know, the Raiders have have been kind of on a downswing, I feel like. Outside of Hunter Renfro. I mean Renfro's still, you know, chugging along and giving you I think fantasy production and you know, maybe this is a, this is a, a good game for Josh Jacobs too, because um, you I'm know, thinking. with him, uh, you know, kind of being active in both kind of the rushing and, and passing role, and we've seen his um, kind of touches and stuff go go up recently. Uh, it's just you know, Carr's really kind of been unpredictable, and he's uh, you know, you've you've been talking about it. You know, I was really high on him in the season, but he's come he's come kind of crashing back down to earth. Um, you know, probably in the past four games or so. And um, so I don't know. I mean, maybe they can, but I, I mean, they're out of the play. They're out of the hunt, right? Like, no, no, no. Are they? They're, they're six, not. Oh, six and seven. They're in. Oh, they're, they're six in and the seven. Hunt. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, maybe they'll that'll put a little fire in their belly. And they can, <laughs> you know, take advantage of of the Browns here. But um, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'd kind of be wary to, to you know, count on it or be confident yeah. in counting on. Yeah. It, I, guess, I mean, my like my rational brain tells me that like this should be a game that the Raiders like kind of comfortably can control and that mm-hmm. could mean a lot of Josh Jacobs um but I don't know I it seems like it, that could be a trap I mean I, we've mm-hmm. seen a lot of times teams that seem like they're falling apart mm-hmm. come out and play great and maybe the Browns rally uh and actually w- can find a way to win this game I mean I don't think there's going to be a lot of points scored either way but mm-hmm. um but yeah, no, I, I think Jacobs is like a high end RB two in this matchup, yeah. and yeah. Renfro is just a must start at this yeah. point. I mean, like he's he's borderline RB or wide receiver one at this yeah. point. It's kind of funny look, thinking of him in the beginning of the season to where he is now, you know, how, and how we talk about him. We're like, yeah. yeah, you just throw him in there. I mean, you don't think about it. And before, it's like, uh, yeah, you could play Renfro. <laughs> right. You know, there's not a lot of touchdown. Upside right. He used there, to be a but, poor yeah. man's Cole Beasley, yeah. and now he's like. Yeah. A, a poor man's Devonte Adams, or yeah, it's like that fifteen week <laughs> change or whatever, you know. And so, yeah, anyway, yeah, that's another yeah, topic, but yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens. Should yeah, be an we'll interesting see. game. Uh, speaking of the other Saturday game, also is going to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. That's the Patriots at yep. the Colts. Uh, big game for the AFC playoff picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, both teams coming out of their bye should be relatively healthy um you know Damian Harris did tweak his hamstring before the bye uh he got in a limited practice on Wednesday um so it certainly seems like he's going to suit up whether he gets his usual allotment of snaps kind of remains to be seen mm-hmm. um the Colts are a tough run defense um yeah. so but the Patriots are just they're just a really potent run offense at this point so mm-hmm. it's kind of strength versus strength there yeah. um you know I kind of based on the uncertainty with Harris and then just the, you know, the fact he's going to split pretty 
evenly with Ramondre Stevenson, with Brandon Bolden also playing on passing downs. I mean, I kind of am treating Harris and Stevenson as like high-end RB, uh, RB3s, I think, in this matchup. Yeah, I think that that's, that's probably fair. Um, uh, yeah, I agree with that. I think, where are you, do you have any confidence in like Kendrick Bourne or to a lesser extent a Jacoby Myers? Or are you just like maybe uh, flex options? or? No? I think a greater extent Jacoby Myers. I mean, to me, <clears throat> Bourne is... Bourne has more upside, but he also is. It's just really hard to predict when oh, wait, his. Oh yeah, no, no, I meant that. I yeah, that was flipped. Sorry, yeah, I said yeah, that yeah. wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Myers has the higher floor. Yeah. Um, Bourne has the higher upside. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like what we were talking about before. If like you have some Chiefs and Chargers, and you find out that you're in a hole or mm-hmm. you need something big, then you might lean towards Go Bourne. Bourne. Or if yeah. you're ahead and you just want to, you know, that safe floor, especially in a PPR format, I, I would mm-hmm. probably lean towards Myers, but. At the end of the day, I mean, you know, if you're in the fantasy playoffs, I would hope that you would have three wide receivers who are better than both of these guys. Because, I mean, I have Myers as my uh, wide receiver 40 right now and Bourne as my wide receiver 46. So they're both kind of outside of that um, 12-team starter uh, conversation for me. Yeah. Um, And then with with Colts, are you excited about anyone outside of – I should call them, the, you know, I call them the Jonathan Taylor Indianapolis Colts. Right. <laughs> any, any, uh, um, you know, are you optimistic about anyone else outside of him? You know, Michael Pittman or anything? I feel like I would just, I'm kind of zeroed in here on, on Taylor, I feel like, for fantasy purposes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. the you know, it's obviously a really tough matchup, but I don't know. I mean, Pittman, Pittman is a really good player, so I, I can see sticking with him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I would probably have him as like, a low-end wide receiver, too, is basically how I'm looking at Pittman um, coming into this game. But it's definitely it's definitely not an ideal matchup uh, for him. And I am, I'm steering clear of Carson Wentz. I'm not, yeah, he's not really like in the streamer conversation. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. All right, now let's move on to the Sunday games. Ooh, uh, we'll start with the 1 o'clock games. We'll start with a, another NFC East battle, Washington at Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Over under is 44. Uh, the Eagles are seven point favorites. Uh, it came out this week that Jalen Hurts' ankle injury was actually a high ankle sprain, which is not ideal. Um, he has had close to three weeks to rest that ankle at this point um, between um, sitting out the last game before the bye and then getting the bye. So, you know, a lot of time to rest it. Uh, he's splitting the snaps evenly with Minshew mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Nick Sirianni said that. Hertz is trending up. So mm-hmm. to me, that says he's probably going to be the starter for this game. I guess the question then is like, does he have limited mobility? Because yeah. he needs that mobility for fantasy. I mean, he's not an upper echelon passer at this stage of his career. No. So um, even though the matchup with Washington is pretty appealing, um, I'm going to be watching closely um, to see the the reports about his ankle um, go, heading into this game in terms of whether I consider him a high-end QB1 or more of a low-end QB1. Yeah, I think that's fair. And um, say, you know, Gardner Minshew, say if he were to get the start, um, I think – I, I would probably put him kind of in back end QB one territory. I mean, it's a good, it's a very mm. good matchup, and right. you know he can um, he's shown that he can play. It's not like he's you know has to get his feet underneath him or anything. He, like Gardner Minshew knows how to play football. You know? Yeah, for sure. So, the only thing I would say about that though is all the buys are done now, so it's kind of like, um, and if you made the fantasy playoffs, you probably have a, oh, a, a regular yeah. starter. So you know, would you start Minshew over one of these? 
QBs who's been struggling, like, say, Dak Prescott or Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, who's also banged up, or Hurts, you know, like, I mean, obviously, Hurts, you don't have to make the decision because the Eagles will make that decision for you. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I think it's tough, you know. At at this point, like, streamer QBs are kind of – you're having to play them over a very established guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, um, But I do think he is someone you could, depending on your situation, consider if he does get the start because he can play and it's a plus matchup. Yeah, for sure. And if you're in a yeah. super flex league, then yeah, he oh, becomes yeah. like a great play, oh, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah, that's a, yeah. What about the, um, what about their backfield? Because since they are coming off of a bye, you know, prior to that, we, there was always someone injured there, but it looks like Miles Sanders will play, correct? Yeah. Uh, and then is it just figuring out, do you think it's a Jordan Howard or a Boston Scott as kind of a number two? Or is do you feel like you have more of a kind of, um, you kind of know more as to who I that's going to be? I think we know less. We, we, know know, less. we don't okay. know more. We know yeah, okay. no, this is a very uh, murky situation mm-hmm. because all of these guys have been productive when healthy. And all of these guys have missed some time. Or, you know, in Gainwell's case, mm-hmm. case he was just not, not uh, active in some mm-hmm. of the games when the other guys were, were all healthy. So it's just, if I had to say right now, it's like Miles Sanders, I think is pretty clearly the the top option. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think he's going to be like a bell cow or anything like that. I think it's going to be probably a two man committee and potentially three. And the way I would order it would be Sanders, Howard, Scott, and then Gainwell. Yeah. But, um, but it's kind of a guessing game, you know, yeah. to be honest. I mean, uh, Sanders and Howard are both getting in limited practices, so they're not like a hundred percent. They're probably like ninety percent healthy. <laughs> yeah. um, so, like, you know, does that mean that Boston Scott gets more run? Does that mean Kenneth Gainwell gets more run? He looked good in their last game, so um, it's. I, I'm kind of like I would play Miles Sanders, but I I, mm-hmm. I, I have trouble st- trusting any of the other guys mm-hmm. um, as a start for this particular week. Although I do like stashing them as lottery tickets. Yeah. I, you know, I agree with 100% of all of that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, what about on the Washington side of the ball? Um, is there anyone uh, that you, I mean, Washington's trust to play? To really shaky with some COVID news. Like, you know, it's like Heineke has a, has a knee injury. Um, I think Kyle Allen it's on the COVID, it's on the COVID list. list. Yeah, there's talk about Kyle Shermer, who I assume is Pat Shermer's son, although I he don't is. know, could be getting the start. Yeah, he is. <laughs> um, and I didn't even know he he played on this team. So um, I didn't even know he existed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't I don't know how I don't know how bad uh, Heineke's knee is, but I would kind of steer clear of Heineke and. Um, I don't have is uh, is McLaurin still in concussion protocol or is he out? Uh, he's iffy for this week. Is he yeah, iffy? I mean, I think okay. he, he also hurt his shoulder, didn't he? Oh, did he? Um, I, um, I don't know. I, I guess no. Okay, so am, am I confident about anyone? No. I mean, maybe you'll have depending on who the quarterback is. I don't know. Maybe you, they just roll out Gibson and there's a heavy use of Gibson or. You know, maybe uh, Ricky Seals-Jones is one of those kind of sneaky upside safety blanket plays because the, uh, you know, the Eagles are, you know, the, um, you want to play your tight ends against the Eagles. because Right, but is it, is it RSJ or, or is it John Bates? Bates? Yeah, I know. Um, 
Yeah, you don't know that either. So no, let's let's just avoid let's avoid the uh, football team. Yeah, this, it does look week. like McLaurin. It's just the concussion that he, not uh, the mm-hmm. shoulder doesn't seem to be an issue. So um, it's just whether he can get through that protocol mm-hmm. in time. Um, but, but no, it's ugly. I think. I mean, right? even before the injury, I mean, McLaurin was really disappointing for fantasy this season. So uh, it's Antonio Gibson or bust for me with Washington. Yeah, I mean, I, he's I the only it's... guy that I would that I would want to start uh, against. And I like I like Philly's D a lot this week too. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Yeah. All right. The there's uh, the other NFC East matchup: the Cowboys and your Giants. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, over under forty four and a half. Cowboys are 10 and a half point favorites. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that Cowboys defense looks like it's really coming on. I mean, their offense so is kind of week. struggling. Yeah. It, it's interesting. I mean, they, you know, look, think about the difference between this Cowboys team uh, at the beginning of last season versus what they are right now. I mean, la- mm-hmm. at the beginning of last season, they were offensive fireworks with uh, a terrible, terrible defense. And now they're a, a great defense with some real severe offensive struggle so things have really flipped on their head um with the cowboys mm-hmm. um are you i mean i, I mentioned dak prescott before uh, if you have dak prescott um w- are you trusting him um in this matchup or are you looking at a gar- uh, you know gardner Minshew type of uh, uh or like a Taysom hill or a um uh i think i would player. still i don't know i think i still would roll with dak i mean i have him kind of ranked the highest I mean, obviously i don't have Minshew ranked at this point but um i think you know Taysom hill is one that i think probably um he probably has a, a little bit more upside but i think i would probably if i had to choose i would probably stick with um with uh prescott mm. what would you do well, I have Hill ranked ahead of Prescott in my Hill rankings, rank. okay. but it's kind of similar to what I was talking about last week with mm-hmm. Mahomes versus Hill, where it's like, you know, if you got there with Mahomes or you got there with Prescott, it's kind of mm-hmm. hard. Do you, you have the courage to actually bench them <laughs> for yeah. Taysom Hill? Um, I mean, I also have Kirk Cousins ranked ahead of Prescott this week. I really um, like Kirk Cousins this week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think other guys like Russell Wilson and Joe Burrow are in that mm-hmm. conversation, too. To mm-hmm. play over Prescott, but I, I think I would probably oh, stick I think, with no, I think Prescott I, I would over those Prescott. guys. I would play Prescott over those. Yeah, those I would too, I but it's yeah. close in my opinion. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not starting like a, a pure streamer, like a Big Ben or a mm-hmm. Justin Fields or a Tua over um, Prescott, but mm-hmm. I do have. I mean, it's hard to be super confident in him right now. Yeah, no, I think that that's that's. I think that's a totally fair point. Yeah, and I don't know what that means for their <clears> wide receivers. I mean. Um, I, th- I feel like you're just kind of sticking with them, though. Yeah, I don't really – this is like kind of a receiver crew that for the most part, even if, you know, they, they either have kind of like limited kind of um, – you know, the, the Cowboys aren't maybe passing as much as we, we thought they would. I still – it's a crew that I, I'm, I never question about putting in, you know, with regards to Lamb, Cooper, even Gallup to a certain extent. And, mm-hmm. um, no, I, I would continue to roll um, – especially those, you know, first two guys out there. Um, but yeah, like I don't, I don't have anything wrong, like with Gallup being kind of like a, um, like a flex. I think he's like yeah. a totally fine flex play. He's definitely, in, he's definitely at like a every week wide receiver three right now, mm-hmm. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. if this offense can get going, then it's even more exciting to have those yeah. guys. What about the running game though? Well, that's where I think the question, and it's more of is that backfield and how much they're going to, 
uh, you know, use uh, Zeke and how they're going to use him. And I know I, Pollard is back this week, correct? Is that? Uh, it's word? not certain yet. He's leaning. He's trending towards being back, but I actually mm-hmm. think he missed practice yesterday. I'm going to pull oh, that okay. up really quickly. Um, um, the initial reports at the beginning of the week were promising about him playing, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, he did not practice yesterday. He's dealing with a partially torn plantar fascia mm-hmm. in his foot, so. That's a weird injury because it's kind of like the best way to heal that is to fully tear it, um, but then you need a few weeks of rest after that. Yeah. So um, alternatively, you try to play through it, and then you're kind of uh, just not going to be as explosive, and mm-hmm. um, it's a pain tolerance issue. And um, so I don't know. It's sort of it, both. I mean, Zeke has been dealing with his knee in, injury all, all season mm-hmm. too. Although I think he said recently that it's feeling better lately, but I mean we haven't seen that translate into better performance. Right. I mean his his metrics uh, in terms of elusiveness and things like that are way down from previous seasons. So um, I I don't feel great about either. I mean I think they're both more like RB three types. I mean if if Pollard is out, then Zeke gets a bump. But um, you know yeah. I, maybe Zeke is like a low end RB two because he's always like got a pretty good chance to find the end zone i suppose yeah i i think i agree with that i i mean i also wouldn't be surprised if you know depending on kind of how this game goes um you know if if dallas gets up i then wouldn't uh by a bunch i wouldn't be surprised and if you see a lot of Corey clement then like we did last week um and uh but again you know for fantasy purposes that doesn't you're not really paying attention you're not, I don't, you're not like playing Corey Clement, you know, but, right. Um, right. Uh, I mean, if Pollard was like put on IR or something, I would say mm-hmm. Clement would become like a must roster player. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I think yeah. I agree with that. Um, yeah. yeah, but that's the, uh, that's always, I think that's, that is more of the question mark, um, kind of aspect of the Cowboys with me is that backfield versus their pass catchers. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, if you're going with anything with Zeke, I mean, it's just the history against the Giants. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. I I just feel like every time Ezekiel Elliott plays the Giants, he ends up with two touchdowns. <laughs> That's <laughs> totally anecdotal. I haven't yeah. looked at the numbers, but I, it's just, it should be a very favorable game script for Dallas to pound the rock. I, yeah, I agree. Um, on the flip side, is there, are, are we excited about anyone over here in the, uh... The Meadowlands? I don't think so. No. I mean, you know, Saquon is the one guy that you're starting, mm-hmm. but uh, he's actually still showing up on the injury report with that ankle injury. I, mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's just like more maintenance or if it's still bothering him. Mm-hmm. But um, we did see Devonta Booker play more snaps last week. I mean, he's been very productive and limited opportunity this season. So uh, it does seem to me like it's trending. I mean, I know, I know Saquon, you called him having a good game last week. Mm-hmm. He had that. Um, mm-hmm. But it just seems like it's still trending a little more towards a timeshare. Uh, and I just don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think uh, Barkley kind of needs the volume at this point, given the limitations of this offense and maybe his own personal limitations in terms of his physical ability, um, you know, I, and, you know, the injury and everything. I, so he's he's trending more towards like mid to low end RB2 for me. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, yeah, I don't. <clears throat> I don't see this as a um, kind of. This is not a smash game for for Barkley by any means. And I think that, um, yeah, like you said, I mean, and Booker, and also, you know, we've talked about this before. But you know, if, if Booker is kind of floating around, out, floating around out there in your waiver wire, he's just a high end stash at this point. And he's also been getting some play, um, anyway. So, yep. um, 
yeah, I, this is not, I don't think this is a great matchup for Barkley and um, that plus, um, you know, Booker's involvement, you know. Yeah, I don't think, I think um, he's, uh, he's, he's an okay play, but you can't, he's not a smash play this week. Yeah. yeah, especially with that Dallas defense mm-hmm. playing the way they are. And I think we can agree to just take a pass on the whole uh, Giants passing <clears throat> game. We we can yep. yeah. But what about Evan Ingram? No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, you know Jake Fromm. They're saying may may play some snaps right. in this game. Uh, so we may get that <clears throat> that beautiful Mike Lennon Jake Fromm QB committee. Doesn't doesn't that even it just it has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Glennon from from Glennon. Like <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just like okay, sure. That's where we are at this point in the season with the Giants and. I don't know if it's possible for this offense to be downgraded at all um, from what it is, but um, I don't know. Maybe I don't. I, this is just what it is over, and you know, with with the Giants right now, it's just not very pretty. And for fantasy purposes, you you for the most part want to steer clear. Yes, agreed. Yes. All right. Uh, speaking of steering clear, the Jets travel to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Uh, over under 42 Dolphins 10 point favorites in this game uh, coming out of their bye uh, we talked at the top about the COVID situation with the Dolphins yeah. um, unlike some other teams that have COVID uh, you know uh, issues all throughout their team with the Dolphins it's really just about the running backs right. um, all three of their running backs that were on the active roster uh, Miles Gaskin, Salvin Ahmed, Philip Lindsay, all still on the COVID list. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Gaskin was the first one put on there, I believe, and it was like over a week ago. Um, so mm-hmm. maybe there's some hope he gets activated before this game. Um, I, You know, the only thing I can say is that the Jets are the number one matchup for running backs, mm-hmm. and yep. I kind of want whoever is going to start for this team uh as a flex option i mean Mm -hmm. i think if it was gaskin i'd feel like he's a a mid-range rb2 um with these other guys it might be a little dicier just because you don't know who exactly is going to get the work but um you know right now i have uh malcolm brown and duke johnson stashed in a league uh Mm -hmm. you know malcolm brown is still on ir but he's practicing so he could be Act, it sounds like he's probably going to be activated this week, mm-hmm. especially if those other backs stay on the COVID list. Um, yeah. He was actually at various times early in the year the lead back for the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mostly it was Gaskin, but there were a few games where Brown led the team in snaps. Um, so you know, I feel like if he's active, he might be the one I'd go with. But um, I just read an AP article that said Duke Johnson could be the lead back this week. So um, it's going to be one of those things we yeah. just need to follow the reports right up till game time. Yeah, I, yeah, I, it's it is such an enticing um, situation, I guess. Say if it is Duke Johnson, you know, because this you can't you can't get much better right than running on the on the uh, on the Jets. And, yeah. Um, and then they get Houston next week, uh, but who knows who will be uh, healthy uh, next week. But Yeah, I yeah, did just I, see that um, Pro Football Focus listed the mm-hmm. Dolphins as having the worst offensive line uh, in the NFL right now. So mm-hmm. that is one it, – it's kind of a – you know, we talk about strength versus mm-hmm. strength. This mm-hmm. would be maybe weakness versus weakness because <laughs> the Dolphins <laughs> haven't really run the ball effectively all season. But yeah. um, they are 10-point yeah. favorites, so I kind of feel like – 
like remember those games where Miles Gaskin got like 20 carries for like mm-hmm. 45 yards or something? Yeah. Like I feel like if you get 20 carries against the Jets, you're going to have to get more than 45 yeah. yards. <laughs> My concern though too is like what if they just rely on the passing game? I mean, I know I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I could if they get up by two touchdowns or something, I don't. Nah, I, I don't think they I will. Guess. I mean, Brian yeah. Flores is a pretty conservative coach. I uh-huh. I don't think they're the kind of team. You know, if it was like Bruce Arians, it'd be uh-huh. different. You know, <laughs> like throwing throwing yeah. on the five yard line <laughs> up by thirty points. But like yeah. you know, I feel like Brian Flores is more of an old school coach. Okay. And if they get up big, I think they're just going to pound the rock. So, okay. um, I I'm kind of I don't know. I can't help myself. I I really want to start a Dolphins running back this week. Mm-hmm. I, but I need to know that that guy's going to be the starter. You know, right. if it's like an uncertain committee between Brown and uh Duke Johnson, that would kind of be the worst case scenario in my opinion. Yeah, but but I, but I admit it is very tempting if if it is, you know, you know who's who is running back there. Um so yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah. yeah, and uh, you know, I mean, they can pass the ball <laughs> against the Jets too. I mean, mm-hmm. the Jets, uh, the Jets give out fantasy points like candy to all positions. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we talked about uh, Tua a little bit on the waiver wire show. Uh, we talked about Devontae Parker on the waiver wire show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jalen Waddle, I think, is the best fantasy option in this offense right now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So he's a, a lot. He's a locked in wide receiver too. Mm-hmm. In this matchup, um, you know, I think Gasicki is a good play too. I, like, you know, the, you just want to start players against the Jets, basically. So, yeah. any concerns I had about um, whether this Dolphins offense could support Gasicki and Devontae Parker and Jalen Waddell, I'm less concerned about that when they're facing the Jets. Yeah, 100% agree. How about those Jets, Lauren? Oh, is that? Yeah. Oh, you, know, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, we finished with the Jets, right? Yeah, no, no, <laughs> we, we didn't. Is there <laughs> no, any Jet? Haven't. Michael Carter uh, sounds playing? like he's going to be back for this game. Oh, well, would you I'm, would you roll him out? Would I roll him out? Um, I don't. Well, sure. I well, I would probably. I assume that I probably have him as a maybe a low end RB two, mm-hmm. like. Um, Which for most teams means he's in your lineup, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, yeah, I, yeah. I guess I would roll him out. I, I'd roll him out. Would you roll him out? I have him as my RB twenty nine, um, mm-hmm. which means I probably would. I mean, in most mm-hmm. situations, um, you know, you're probably going to need to use him um, if you have him. I mean, if you're if you're really loaded at running back, then I would rather you know wait a week and see. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dolphins are actually – remember early in the year they were like a great matchup for running backs? Well, uh, they have really gotten a lot tougher against the run as the season's mm-hmm. gone along, and they're now giving up the sixth fewest uh, adjusted fantasy points to running backs. So mm-hmm. it's not a very good matchup, especially considering um, they'll probably be down in the game. Although Michael Carter, a lot of his value earlier in the year was as a pass-catching mm-hmm. back. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I, I, I think he's got a pretty yeah. decent floor as long as he's like 100% for this game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can totally see that. Um, are we chasing any of the uh, receivers here? No, I'm not. Yeah. No. I, 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 you know, it's just Zach Wilson is just not looking good no. at all. And uh, no. I heard Evan Silva compare him to Jake Locker. That's not oh. a comparison you want. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I, I think, um, you know, it seemed like Crowder was like a sneaky play last week, but... It turns out that like 
you, you, you can't really predict um, the targets with um, the remaining receivers in this offense. I just think, uh, you know, Crowder is not like an alpha kind of a guy. He's like, he's a slot he's receiver. He's kind of a slot guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, uh, you know, I he benefits from there being an alpha, I feel like, but um, they don't have one now. So, uh, you know, it could be Keenan Cole or Keelan Cole, I should say, or Braxton Berrios. You know, I, I don't know, but I don't really, the, the right answer is, is probably none of the above. Yeah. 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 All right. How about Arizona at Detroit? Talk about a mismatch. Uh, over under 47 and a half. Uh, Cardinals are favored by 13 points. Um, we got some bad news on, on DeAndre Hopkins. He's got, he's going to have surgery on his knee. Uh, for an MCL tear, uh, he is done for the regular season. Um, they're hoping they can get him back if they make a deep playoff run. But for us fantasy fanatics, mm-hmm. that doesn't do us any good at all. <laughs> it does not. And I think I feel like this is one of the last points you made in our last show. Is that like you know you're like no one's talked about this because this hit this this injury happened at the kind of tail end of the game, and so there's no kind of updates on this. And you're like, I hope it's not bad. You know, yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's like oh well. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. He, he gone. He gone, <laughs> uh, yeah. But the news was a little better on James Conner's injury, which also happened at the very end of the game. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got an ankle injury, but Cliff Kingsbury is calling him day-to-day. So okay. um, the one concern I have, and I need James Conner this week for one of my fantasy <laughs> matchups, but uh, the concern I have is that they are 13-point favorites. They are playing the one-win Lions. Mm-hmm. Uh they are getting Chase Edmonds back in all likelihood this week. So mm-hmm. uh, I do sort of wonder, do the Cardinals Limit. need to play James Conner if he's not 100% in this game? Yeah. The answer is probably no. This is always the tricky point. You know, one of the kind of tricky themes every every uh, year at this point in the season. You know, if teams, I think, um, you know, are ahead enough or depending on their standings, you know, if there's kind of a – um, less reliance on some of their stars so that they can kind of rest up if they need to rest up, you know? Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I, I think we had talked about this actually maybe last week too. It also in terms of, you know, with um, Edmonds coming back just in general, you know, not sure of how this, you know, backfield, how they'll utilize these guys. Cause obviously mm-hmm. James Conner has been a beast, you know, and um, he's yeah. definitely earned, you know, um, a ton of play in this offense and just kind of, it was kind of a question mark as to how they will also both be used one, just in general Edmonds coming back when two, if he's also has to is maybe nursing an injury. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was less concerned about um, Edmonds coming back for Connor's value because of Mm -hmm. just how great he was. But the fact that he's Mm -hmm. injured really throws it all up in the air completely. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I could see them sitting in this game, or even worse case scenario, I could see. Remember last year how the the Cardinals were like so hard to predict with their running back usage. Like mm-hmm. Chase Edmonds had this one huge game when nobody start, no one was expecting him to to start. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I sort of I worry that you could see a situation where Connor is active but barely plays or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. which would be the worst case scenario. If he's gonna. If he's not going to play, just I hope he's out so we have that clarity. But um, this is one we're going to have to watch pretty closely. Yeah, I think we just have to pay attention to that. 
Yeah. And then with Hopkins out, I mean, I do think that gives a nice bump to their other receivers, um, you know, and to Zach Ertz, who, you know, mm-hmm. I had talked about last week thinking he was maybe getting squeezed out a little with Hopkins back. But mm-hmm. now we're back to the the, the no Hopkins uh, Cardinals. So mm-hmm. I think A.J. Green um, gets a boost. Christian Kirk gets a boost. Rondell Moore gets a boost. Zach Ertz gets a boost. Um you know, I, it's a tough call on um, who's the best guy between Green and Kirk. I feel like they're both kind of high-end wide receiver three types for now. Yeah, I I would agree with like most of that. I think that everyone does um, get a bump. I'm I've kind of been off kind of Rondell Moore. I don't even really think of him um, a ton uh, when I think of this offense. I know that there's always kind of this this upside play with him, but I think it's. You know, I think it's just pretty much kind of Kirk Green and Ertz, I think, for me, that um, I'm paying attention to in terms of getting bumps and, and seeing kind of significant bumps, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm kind of, um, I don't know, I'm kind of off the, the Rondell Moore train. I was really yeah, I mean, also, I feel like he and Edmonds have some overlap in their skill sets, too. So mm-hmm. I wonder if Edmonds being back in the fold kind of mm-hmm. uh, makes it less. Um, necessary for them to try to manufacture touches for more i mean he had that 111 target game but other than that you know it's been a very quiet uh rookie season for yeah and i think that he's always just kind of stayed you know fourth on the depth chart and there hasn't been a lot of movement even you know we we have seen a couple games with with hopkins out and it's just not enough there that i think that you can be confident to rely on and so uh yeah, I would. I, I I don't know. I'm kind of more. I like the Kirk Green Ertz call, but uh, not so much with Rondell Moore. Even yeah, though you may see a couple bumps, but I don't think you want to be relying on that. I agree. It's more just like it's more just like a player to like keep yeah. an eye on now. Yeah. Whereas before, yeah, that's true. You didn't even really need to keep an eye on mm-hmm. him. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. And on the Detroit side, I mean, it's still very mm-hmm. unclear what DeAndre Swift's status is. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there were some signs that I, I think Dan Campbell said he was hopeful that Swift could return this week, uh, but then he didn't practice yesterday. And mm-hmm. I believe the the Lions beat writer for the Athletics said it's not looking great for this week um, for Swift. Okay. Uh, same thing with Hawkinson, actually. Yeah. So, um, you know, if they, I mean, Swift and Hawkinson are the two guys that you care <laughs> about. These in are this the offense, Lions so. you want, yeah. <laughs> in general. So if those week. guys don't play and they're playing a really <laughs> tough defense too, I. I I kind of feel like it's hands off, uh, you know. I know that a lot of people were excited about Amon Ross, uh, mm-hmm. St. Brown because he's gotten a lot of targets lately. But, um, you know, I, I would, I he's more like a PPR wide receiver three, and uh, you know, this is a bad matchup too. So, uh, it's kind of rough in Detroit. Yeah, I think that's true. I wouldn't be surprised um, if you see kind of bumps. Um... I mean, it's, it's tough to, to go higher than a 12-target uh, game each week, you know, but he's done that for two weeks in a row, St. Brown has. and um, But, you know, I think between him and Reynolds, yeah, you may see bumps, and yeah, maybe one, you know, could have a good day, but that's not – you don't want to be chasing that at this this point, you know, trying to grab um, – yeah. Lions there's, in a difficult matchup. Well, there's two Reynolds now that are are worth discussing in Detroit. Oh, Craig! There's Josh I forgot about and Craig. Craig. Yeah, I forgot about. Craig. So I actually, yes. I actually have stashed Craig in a couple mm-hmm. places. I, I, yeah, no, I think that's a good move. Not yeah. because of this game. I don't want to use him this week. Mm-hmm. But um, the the thing is with like this DeAndre Swift situation. Like first, we heard he could go on IR. Mm-hmm. 
Then we heard that they're hopefully can play. Then he missed practice and sounds doubtful for this week. So it's like it's really all over the place there. But if Swift is not able to return this season, and it is a lost season for the Lions again, <laughs> so they don't really have a lot of motivation to bring him right. back if he's not healthy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a chance he gets shut down. And after this week, they get Atlanta and Seattle uh, the following two weeks. So I actually think – We've seen stranger things than a guy like Craig Reynolds coming out of nowhere and like winning people fantasy championships. I mean, like those are two really plus matchups in week 16 and 17. So Mm -hmm. I like the idea of stashing Craig Reynolds and just like seeing what happens with uh, DeAndre Swift because, you know, Jamal Williams could come back at any time from COVID list as well. But Reynolds showed a spark for them last week. And I, I don't. I'm not really sure that Jamal Williams would even play over Reynolds at this point. So mm-hmm. um, if, if like Swift is out and they're really mm-hmm. going with these young guys, they might just give, give Reynolds a chance to show what he can do down the stretch. Yeah. I like that. I mean, I think that's a really kind of sneaky move and um, you know, it, it's like good strategy. I think that that's good. I just, um, just a side note. I always think that Craig Reynolds, that just does not sound like a football name for me. I don't even know what that means when I say that, but I feel like when I think of like a Craig Reynolds, it's like, Oh, Craig from like HR. Like, yeah. It's an accountant. <laughs> or something. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like, Oh yeah, no, he's running back. I'm like, Oh, okay. That he worked in HR. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> no, but I think that's a, a, a um, I think it's a good uh, strategy. I like that. Cool. Yeah. All right. Tennessee at Pittsburgh over under is pretty low. 41 and a half. Uh, Titans are favored by one and a half. Uh, I talked on the waiver wire show that I do sort of like Ben Roethlisberger mm-hmm. as a streamer this week. Um, it's a pretty decent matchup and Roethlisberger has been, he's, he's been playing really good football in terms of fantasy. I think, you know, mm-hmm. it just seems like they've kind of figured out the way that they can squeeze some passing production out of this offense. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a lot of kind of hurry up, quick hitting kind of throws yeah. and Roethlisberger can still make those kind of plays. He can't, he can't move, throw the ball downfield and he certainly has no mobility, but, um, but these, you know, these quick hitting throws, especially when you keep the defense uh, on its mm-hmm. toes by hurrying up to the line seems to be uh, working a little bit here for Pittsburgh. Yeah. I'm totally, you know, uh, with you on this, uh, a big Ben uh, this week. I think he could have a good day. You know, I mean, he's like you've 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 said this. Um, he's been like a you know top ten quarterback. I think in like three of the past four weeks or something like that. And he's just, I think, kind of under the radar. Has played kind of sneakily good uh, football. Has good fantasy numbers at least. You know, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, if Deontay Johnson kind of goes off in this one. And yep. I know that you've been talking about you know Claypool possibly going off. I don't know if if this is the week. I don't know if you're still. Uh, subscribe to that idea, but I do think that that Johnson could have a very good day. I think that Ben is a really good streamer this week, um, and I, you know, I like kind of just Pittsburgh in general in this game. Yeah, I mean Deontay Johnson is basically he basically goes off every week though. Yeah. I mean, like he, well, yeah, that's true. He's yeah. just, I think he he's one of those players whose value has really increased this season. I mean, like you know, we talk about Renfro and how much he's improved or how much his value mm-hmm. his fantasy value has gone up. I think. Uh, Deontay Johnson has had a similar spike. It's just he started at a higher point. So, mm-hmm. like, now, mm-hmm. you know, Deontay Johnson is, like, finding himself in the top five wide receiver rankings uh, more weeks yeah. than not. And yeah. this certainly is a week where you can look at him that way, I think. Yeah. Um, sure. He's just, like, always – like, he's probably the best bet in the league or close to it to get double-digit targets in any given game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, Claypool, I don't know. I, you know, it's, it's more of the same with him. It's just, he's a very volatile player, but um, he still produces when given the opportunity. He, you know, he, his production per target is very high. Um, so uh, it's just a question of whether he's going to get benched or something like that. Yeah. But, but um, you know, he's definitely uh, capable of making big plays uh, in this game. So I, you know, I'm still looking at him as like a viable um, wide receiver three to consider. Yeah, I think that, that that's fair. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like him. Are you? What about on the Tennessee side? Are you? Are you buying into Julio Jones as a? As a, like an option this week, or is it that a little too shaky? I feel like he's an really... option. Um, yeah, I have him as my wide receiver thirty-eight. So yeah, I'm kind of leaning against using him. I, the mm-hmm. problem is he didn't play that many snaps last week, and we don't know for certain that he's going to uh, play like eighty percent of the snaps this week either. You know, mm-hmm. I mean he he could still be kind of limited. Um, that's just been the story of Julio Jones for yeah. the last couple of years, and. Yeah. Um, you know, he's also probably not as good as he used to be either. So, um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty, uh, hesitant to invest in the, uh, in the Titans, um, passing game at this point. I'm more interested in Deonta Foreman actually, because the yeah. Steelers running defense has been really bad this season. So, um, it does look like Foreman kind of put some distance between himself and Dontrell Hilliard last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think Foreman is a pretty good bet to, uh, you know, get 15 plus carries and uh, find the end zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I think, um, I guess, quickly going back to Julio, yeah, I saw a th- um, some report saying, you know, they, they hadn't, they didn't play him just because they were kind of easing him in. And so um, I don't think you should just make the assumption that um, he's going to be playing more this week. And because he does have such kind of this, he has a track record with, you know, these injuries and kind of coming in and out of games. And I, I think that, um, you know, like you said, I think that he's an option, but I think you need to look at what your other options are as well before you, if you were to, you know, use him. Because he could, he's one of those players where um, <clears throat> he could start and then just get pulled out of the game due to an injury, I feel yeah, like. That's, yeah. And so you don't really, you don't really want that, right? Yeah. <laughs> and there's like a, it's interesting with the Titans because I feel like they're motivated to try to get uh, that buy mm-hmm. um, in the AFC. And there's only one buy now with the expanded yeah. playoffs. Um but at the same time, I think that they recognize that they're not really at, at, at their peak right now. I mean, they're, they're trying to – I think their number one goal is to get healthy in time for the playoffs where they can actually have Derrick Henry back, have A.J. Brown back, have Julio healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they'll be a really dangerous team in the playoffs. So I think that's their number one priority um, rather than, like, trying to push Julio through if he's not um, – not a hundred percent and not ready to play 80% of the snaps. Yeah. That would be wild if they, uh, if that happens and they come back and everyone's healthy and then they just go off. It could, it could definitely happen. I mean, and that defense is not, they're not elite by any stretch of the imagination, but they're not bad either. So yeah. 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 All right. Uh, let's move on to the epic toilet bowl of oh, the Texans yes. versus the Jags. Maybe we don't have to talk about the... T- oh, but we can talk about a couple of things. It's interesting now with Urban Meyer out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. So the over-under is 39 and a half. Jags are favored by four. Uh, we'll see if that over-under ticks up now that Urban Meyer's can't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see if that can move spreads. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, I you know we talked a little bit about it at the top. I, I think that I thought last week was going to be a James Robinson squeaky wheel game, mm-hmm. but maybe this is the week. I, I, you know, the bottom line is I just I think you have to stick with James Robinson if yeah. you have him. I mean, it's just such a great matchup. I mean, look at what Rashad Penny did against this Texans defense last week. I you know I just and and also by the way, uh, Carlos Hyde I believe suffered a concussion. Uh, so he may not even play, uh, which means even more likelihood, uh, that we see, yeah, concussion, Carlos Hyde didn't practice on Wednesday. So, uh, I think that just even boosts the odds even more that we see a lot of James Robinson in this game. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the first things that I thought of when I saw the, uh, the little news blurb that Urban Meyer was fired. I was like, you know what? Um, Robinson's going to go off. This is an ideal matchup for him just to to go and to run crazy, you know. And, um, yeah, it's a Robinson redemption game, I feel like. Yeah, I just hope I hope he's fully healthy. I know he's been dealing with that uh, heel, heel issue yeah. um, for most of the uh, – not not the whole season, but at least for a month now, really. Yeah. So, um, But, you know, he's he's get, at least getting in limited practices. I, I, there's no reason to think he's going to miss the game. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think that this could be the game where he really gets back on track. I, th- I think so, too. I mean, does this move the needle on any of, um, of the Jaguars' uh, pass catchers at all? Probably not. <sighs> you know, I don't think so. Yeah. If anything, it makes it kind of less clear what's going to happen. Right. Because I kind of feel like um, – I heard that Urban Meyer was – uh, was really not involved with the defense, but he was interfering a lot with the offense. So Daryl Bevel didn't really get to structure the offense the way that he necessarily wanted to. Oh, okay. um, and that might, you know, I don't know whose idea it was to feature, you know, uh, Laquan Treadwell and mm-hmm. Tavon Austin and Jamar Agnew and all that, mm-hmm. Jamal Agnew. But, Jamal, yeah. um, I, you know, I, I think that uh, that that could have been Urban Meyer's idea i don't know mm-hmm. um so maybe we see a, going back to um going back to marvin jones and lavisca chenault now but mm-hmm. I, I i don't know that so i yeah. i definitely will be interested to see if anything changes with the passing game usage mm-hmm. in jacksonville but i'm not gonna rely on it in the fantasy playoffs Are, no i agree with that but just and just real quickly aren't daryl bevel's kind of his uh, schemes, don't they tend to be a little pass heavy? No, I think he's more oh, run not? heavy. Is actually. it run heavy? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That backwards. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then I th- never mind. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, I mean, we need to see some, we hopefully Trevor Lawrence can just start to um, do the little things a little bit more and try <laughs> to get back to, um, you know, showing some progress because it's been a, a steep and steady decline since week one for him. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, getting Urban Meyer out can only help, but it's going to be a long process, yeah. I think. Yeah, and that's kind of unfortunate. You know, just as, I think he's got a lot of potential, um, you know, but hopefully that stuff can get sorted out and he can kind of get back on track and have a good foundation and a good, you know, kind of coaching base yeah. know, forward. Yeah, um, he might be a fun, like, QB sleeper heading into yeah. next season, yeah, that's but true. I'm not expecting miracles uh, mm-hmm. from day one with Urban out. Yeah. Um, and then with Houston, any anyone other than uh, Brandon Cooks that we should uh, be paying attention to? Uh, no, I mean, uh, you know, uh, Davis Mills actually didn't play too badly last yeah. week, but yeah. I mean, you'd have to be in a two, B, two QB league to even consider but, him. And even then, I think you can probably find a better second QB, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you, you know, uh, Rex Burkhead is going to be out for this game with a hip injury. So, and David Johnson is back. So, we're looking at a uh, probably a two man committee there uh, at this point um, with the Texans. And I, I just, I, I, you know, I know some people were excited to like add Royce Freeman or something, but uh, no, it's pretty much been a steer clear all season with that team. And I think it's still a steer clear now. Agreed. Yeah. All right, Carolina at Buffalo, 44.5 over under. Bills are 10.5-point favorites. We, you're noticing a theme here, a lot of mismatches. <laughs> um, although that, that Jags-Texans <clears throat> game could be close. but um, <laughs> Yeah, but so, that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Buffalo um, – I mean, the, the Panthers seem like a team that's, like, cratering right now. Gosh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, this should be a, a Buffalo um, – Mm-hmm. romp uh what do you what do you think fantasy wise yeah i agree i mean i think carolina i mean you're fading all these panthers you know there's you know sam darnold's been practicing he was practicing on wednesday it's like i don't know who's you know we talked about this earlier too it's like you can't you can't rely on cam newton at this point because he no. could get pulled from a game um and so i don't know that it actually really matters who they have um under center to a certain extent i mean i guess um i you know i think you you still will play DJ Moore, right? Well, it's a really tough matchup, and I I mean, although Tre'Davious White is done for the year, so oh, that's that right, makes yeah, it yeah. a little bit better. But yeah, it's yeah. still not a good. It's matchup. still ugly. I yeah. mean, but I think like that's it. Um, and then I, I mean, do you agree with that? All on I do. Like, I have okay. I have DJ Moore as my wide receiver twenty three. So yeah. like. I would stick with him. It's just you have to keep your expectations. Yeah, like down. just know that this is you're going against Buffalo here. Yeah, you know, and this is yeah, and I don't want to mess with the running backs in Carolina. Uh, uh-uh. no, yeah, no. Um, do you have any interest in the Buffalo running backs? Just because, say, they get up, <laughs> um, perhaps enough, and they may. I guess if you do, it would only be Singletary, though, right? And um, yeah, and I don't even there. I, I I'm pretty clear. much out on the Buffalo yeah. running backs. Did you know that? I think they were. The first team this century mm-hmm. to not have a single running back carry in the first half of a game last week. I did not know that. I know that you had mentioned something like there was some sort of weird stat uh, about that that um, that usage or lack of usage. Um, I didn't have week. the stat yet because I hadn't written have, my running back roundup. There. All I knew is that yeah. uh, Josh Allen had like twice as many carries as their running backs combined last week. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. as I was writing the roundup, I looked into it a little more and saw that that stat. And that uh, that, stat. that's the money stat right there. That's a stat. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that is a crazy stat. I mean, I do think it's interesting because, um, you know, Allen is dealing with a little bit of a turf toe. And, I, you know, um, you know, he's a mobile quarterback. I think that that will impact him a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know. I think that I think that this will kind of be a little bit of a of, of a pass pass heavy um, game. You know, the question is, you know, where is it going outside of kind of you know digs? I always, you know, I like Knox a lot, but um, you know, I think Gabriel Davis is a very interesting um, uh, kind of player uh, mm-hmm. right now. I think with um, with Emmanuel Sanders out, and you know, he stepped up. I kind of I kind of like Gabriel Davis this week. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be aired out, and I think it'll be the ball will be aired out. Uh, it'll be, I think it'll be spread around a lot. So. Yeah, I mean, I think Cole Beasley also gets a nice mm-hmm. bump yeah, and Beasley's with, in there as well with yeah. Sanders out. So yeah, it's kind of interesting. You know, we talk about some of these teams where we feel like they can support two pass catchers and not three. Mm-hmm. I think with Buffalo, it's like they can support three and not four, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but so somebody's going to be the odd man out, um, mm-hmm. probably. But 
Um, I still feel like you don't know who it's going to be. So I'm, yeah. I'm confidently going to start mm-hmm. Diggs, Beasley, Gabriel Davis, and Dawson Knox mm-hmm. if I have them. I just think that... Because when, if it hits, it's going to be such a good hit. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean yeah. I, you know, the, thing, the nice thing about Davis is I think that they use him a lot in the red zone. So mm-hmm. um, he's got a lot of touchdown potential. I think Beasley is the guy that could maybe end up catching like eight passes or something like he's mm-hmm. so he's like kind of ppr gold yeah. um and then you know Knox is just he can he's one of those rare tight ends that can like make big plays down the field mm-hmm. you just don't have that many of them so yeah you just uh, you you know there, there's a little volatility there but you live with it um and yeah. you want you want to invest in this offense yeah. Yep, it's it, it makes sense to invest in this offense, especially when they have no running game. I mean, that just yeah. also helps um, yeah. the likelihood that all the pass catchers can hit simultaneously. Agreed. Yeah. All right, Atlanta at San Francisco, another mismatch. Forty uh, mm-hmm. ers are favored by nine. Over under is forty six. Uh, Elijah Mitchell is I, every time I talk about the Forty ers he's the first thing that comes to my mind because <laughs> yeah. I'm very heavily invested in Elijah <clears throat> yep. Mitchell and. Uh, you know, I had a, fr- a discussion with my friend, you know, who mm-hmm. has like a bunch of players who you don't ever know exactly what to do with, like, um, <laughs> like, uh, Ezekiel Elliott and mm-hmm. Antonio Gibson and Aaron Jones, guys like that. Yeah. It's like, would you rather have guys like that? Or would you rather have a guy like Elijah Mitchell, who, you know, if he's playing, he's going to be great, but is he playing? That's always right. the question. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic on Elijah Mitchell. He did. Um, at least show up at practice yesterday, I think working with trainers on the side. So um, that suggests he's working his way through that concussion protocol. Um, You know, he's also dealing with a knee injury, but I never have gotten the sense that the knee would keep him out. I think it was really the concussion that kept him out last week. And um, generally speaking, players are able to return in the second week after a concussion. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm cautiously optimistic he's going to play. And if he does, I mean, against Atlanta as nine-point favorites, I think he could totally smash. I think that that's true. I think if he's playing, you obviously play him, and this is a smash spot. I think if he doesn't play, you know, it'd be Jeff Wilson who would likely get the start, right? Yeah, although the uh, the way I look at it is Debo Samuel kind of plays running back when Mitchell Well, that's what out. I was going to say. So yeah. it's like if Mitchell doesn't play, even if it's like Wilson that gets the start, I like Debo um, here and I like kind of with what what they've been doing with him and I think it would be Debo and then you have kind of Kittle and Ayuk as, as you know kind of these these passing options. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I think Mitchell. It's it is a weird kind of like moving like uh, chair situation, mm-hmm. but um, I feel like when when Mitchell is out, it benefits Ayuk because it, it yes. means that Debo plays more snaps in the backfield, yeah. um, and Ayuk gets more targets in the passing mm-hmm. game. Um, I do think, you know, I, I still think Jeff Wilson is a decent option, though, if Mitchell's out. Like, mm-hmm. um, he's just kind of like a low-end RB2 kind of an option, um, whereas, like, Mitchell is like a top-five running back if he plays. So, yeah, um, but, yeah, I mean, it, you know, Ayuk I, I, is kind of borderline for me if Mitchell's back, but, um, but he's a pretty strong play if Mitchell mm-hmm. is out. Yeah, and what about, what about Atlanta? What are you thinking with the Falcons? I mean, it's not a very good matchup. Um, you know, Matt Ryan has just really not looked good mm-hmm. for a while now. Uh, I still think Russell Gage is like a solid wide receiver three mm-hmm. just because of the target volume. I mean, he's pretty much a lock to see like six or seven targets, it feels like at least. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know. I like Cordero Patterson. Of course, you're still playing. Um, his snaps are kind of down, but uh, he's still he's getting like a lot of running uh, between the tackles work. So yeah. um, you got to stick with him. Um, Kyle Pitts. I you know again, it's just kind of the same conversation, really. Yeah, you know, it's the, like every week we have this exact same response. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's like a borderline top ten tight end yeah. just because of the. Um, the likely volume and then the potential upside of a blow-up game, which could... I, I still think we're going to see another Kyle Pitts blow-up game before the end of the year. I just don't know when it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I feel like we could, if something happened to this section of our audio for this week, we could easily go back to another week and just pull what our thoughts on the Falcons are and just right. insert it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Not much has changed. The only thing that maybe has changed is Mike Davis, right? Yeah, Mike Davis. Yeah, I kind of, I'm like, oh, like my ears kind of perked up. Uh, you know, I just didn't realize that um, he's he's had a couple of, like, decent games and um, for, like, the past two weeks. So um, he's really the only kind of new, like, mm, like you know, uh I think coming out of that offense. But I almost heard you make like a Scooby-Doo sound there. I mean, like, it kind Rrr? of was. It was, it was a Raggy? little... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike, Mike Davis gives me the Scooby-Doo sounds. He gives <laughs> you the Scooby-Doos. <laughs> he gives me the Scooby-Doos. So <laughs> I will have to... Uh, now I'm going to have to really look and see what Mike Davis does this week. And maybe we'll add him into the conversation next Yeah, week. he has <laughs> definitely jumped in the mystery van. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like a he's kind of like a borderline RB three for me mm-hmm. in this matchup. I, you know, yeah. San Francisco is not not a great matchup, but no. um, he is get he is playing more snaps than Cordero mm-hmm. Patterson right now, so that's mm-hmm. something at least. Yep. Yep. All right, uh, Cincinnati at Denver over under is forty four. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Broncos are favored by two and a half. Um, I did see um, on Twitter. I think it was Jared Smola pointing out um, that the, the Bengals have sort of been underestimated by Vegas consistently mm-hmm. this season. Like their projected point total is always uh, pretty low compared to what they've actually done. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, at Denver is a tough matchup though. I mean, there's only a few um, teams in the league where I actually h- highly factor in um, them being the home team. But I, I mm-hmm. think that after Arrowhead, like playing in Denver is one of the toughest ones. Um, so, you know, that is a factor for this game. It is a low over under, um, you know, but I think I actually think that this could be a good Joe Mixon game, though, because I mm. do I do think this line is a little skewed. I think I think that Cincinnati can win this game um, and I think that they can run the ball uh, a fair amount in this game, uh, whether even if it's a, a close game. No, I think that that's true. I think when I when I heard you say, I think this could be a really good game for Joe Mixon. My, I thought you meant like Joe Burrow. I was like, hmm, because like <laughs> I don't like. I mean, uh, but yeah. So I agree with you actually uh, with Mixon. I think that there's we've talked about this a little bit before, but I think that um, you know there could be some positive game script. I think with him and um, if they are ahead, this is always good for for Mixon because he's he's less. Uh, really involved in the passing game so yeah i mean even um, if it's just like close you know like mm-hmm. denver is just not the kind of team that's gonna like run out to like a two or three touchdown lead ahead of you points. yeah right. exactly yeah um so yeah no I, I i i agree with that call um but but you're sticking with jamar chase and t higgins right i am yes yes you can't not like no yes those are those are um two top uh pass catching options yeah know, matchup so, yeah. proof really yep Yep. Um, but but yeah, Burrow is like you know he's he's not the greatest uh, streamer. No, I think I have him lower than I think I may have him lower than most this week. I don't. 
He's definitely out of my top 12. I mean, he's I still think top, he's well, like I have top him at 14. 15. But yeah. yeah, I'm 14. Yeah. But um, yeah, and who knows? He's, it, you know, he's kind of one of those guys, I think, where I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of puts up decent numbers. But again, I think with that heavy reliance on the run game, and he just really hasn't had to, um, but he can do it. So it's one of those things you're not surprised, really, if it does happen. But, you know, kind of counting on that. Uh, week in and week out consistently is not there with Burrow, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like Burrow, Kirk Cousins, and Russell Wilson are all, Mm -hmm. like, in this tier for me where it's, like, they're not every week must-start players, but they're, Mm -hmm. like, guys who, like, if they have a good matchup, I want to start them, and if they have a bad matchup, I'm probably not going to start them. They're just, like, in that borderline, you know? Yeah, I can see that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and with Denver, I guess just we we really like uh, Williams and the Gordon combo in that backfield I mean we don't ever really get it this is another team where I feel like we say the same things about their um, pass catchers um, where you just kind of want to avoid because there's not a lot of you know offense that ball tends to get spread around when it when it does get aired out so you kind of just mostly are interested in that backfield right for fantasy purposes yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's the rare team where it's like they have two running backs that you mm-hmm. like better than any other wide receivers yeah. or, or tight yeah. ends yeah true. Um, yeah. Uh, you know Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon are both a little bit banged up. Um, mm-hmm. Williams is dealing with a knee injury, and Gordon has a sprained thumb. But I, I don't think there's much chance at all that either of them would miss the game. And I would I would expect their their pretty even timeshare to continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Green Bay at Baltimore. Uh, over under is forty three and a half. Packers are favored by five and a half. Uh, we don't really know the uh, status of Lamar Jackson yet. Mm-hmm. Um, there was kind of like some optimistic noise coming out of Baltimore at the beginning of the week, uh, and that's kind of tamped down a little bit, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, in the last day. Um, so uh, it seems like they might take this one down to the wire with Lamar. Mm-hmm. And um, even if he plays, I you know, it's similar to what I was talking about with Jalen Hurts. I I kind of wonder about the mobility with Lamar, and that's such an important part of his game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also saw like a really disgusting stat yesterday that um, Lamar hasn't had uh, a rushing touchdown since week two, and he hasn't thrown for more than one passing touchdown in nine of his 11 starts. <laughs> so he... That's surprising. Like, I would never – like, if you – form that in some sort of uh, kind of multiple choice question. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. Or, yeah. I think it's that was like, a Mike Clay special. Um, yeah. But interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting. I, I, you know, and I guess maybe I should apply this, this the same way to, um, I guess, yeah, we were talking about Jalen Hurts earlier, but I, yeah, I think especially, um, you know, we have talked about how Lamar has kind of been kind of up and down. Um, but yeah, I, I think if this, if this is one's coming down to the wire, it is like right now I have him ranked at the um, kind of back end of as like QB one. I think I have him at like eleven or 12, yeah, I've been twelve. Actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, you do have to wonder, um, you know, if they play him. Like I would, I would prefer to play like Kirk Cousins or something over like Lamar Jackson this week. If yeah, um, you know, because he does, I think have a good matchup and. Um, that's something where I would be like, yeah, no, I'll throw in Kirk Cousins over that. And yeah, I mean, in my dynasty league it. in the playoffs, I have 
I'm actually pretty – it's a super flex league, and I'm pretty strong at quarterback. But uh-huh. um, I have Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Taysom Hill, and Jimmy Garoppolo. And it's kind of mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. ugh, now they're all, like, in that QB, like, 8 <laughs> to 15 range. It's like yeah. I have to pick two of the four, you know. I, mm-hmm. I don't think I can go so far as to go with Garoppolo, but um, – mm-hmm. You know, even though he has a really nice matchup. Um, yeah. But, I, I, you know, it's like Taysom Hill versus Lamar Jackson is the one that's really you – know, I think Mahomes will, will be will be a starter for me this week. But the other two, it's that's a real tough call. I think I, I, think I would do the Hill. I, that's I what I'm currently over. planning to do. Yeah. But it's like if – I do worry – we'll get to that game in a minute. Yeah. But, um, okay. you know, I do, I do feel like Hill's pretty volatile. So it's like yes. if I knew Lamar Jackson was like – totally healthy I might lean his direction but it doesn't sound like that's going to be the case yeah no yeah so yeah I do, yeah I think you have to have question marks about him even if he's playing I guess is the point right yeah um, and what does that mean for the pass catchers I mean it right. seems like Mark Andrews is just able to succeed no matter what mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I think well I think it's still I mean you know you where would you ha- where do you have um I would. I'm out on Bateman. I don't care that he had kind of a a, a good um, game last week. I'm just not kind of relying on him. Um, yeah, I've got him as my wide receiver, 48. So it's like yeah. I would stash him um, for mm-hmm. upside, but I, I you can't trust him based on one game. No, but I mean, you know, you know, Marquise Brown would be, you know, kind of wide receiver too, kind of like back endy, right? Yeah, it's it's been frustrating with him now for a but while that would be the one receiver though that you would out you know um wide receiver that you that you would you know go with if you if you yeah could. i mean the weird thing is like huntley actually made some passes last week that like lamar jackson has not been making this season so it's mm-hmm. kind of i'm not actually 100 percent convinced it's a downgrade for a marquise brown if if mm-hmm. lamar jackson is out um but i yeah i i don't feel great about the baltimore passing game sort of regardless at this point mm-hmm. you know i'm with you on that yeah um, but you know with andrews it's kind of like i think he's obviously a must start but mm-hmm. i have him behind uh kittle kelsey and gronk this week just because yes of the uncertainty with the quarterback situation too yeah, yeah no i think that's uh, i do actually yes i just looked. they have what, four and what about freeman i mean do, do you think that like Lamar being out is uh, hurts Freeman's uh, viability at all. Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know. I'd have him kind of as, as RB two, and he's he's had a little bit more play. I think uh, you know we saw was it last week where he was it seemed to be more kind of heavily involved in the passing game as well. I mean he's he's locked up this role in that backfield. I think, um, mm-hmm. and then without. Um, I don't know. Maybe he would have better numbers without um, kind of or a hobbled. Um, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I, I, I agree. He's a low end RB two. My, uh-huh. my bigger concern is just that this offense might really struggle to score points. I mean, Green Bay is a very good defense, and Baltimore has not been uh, a very good offense <laughs> for a mm-hmm. while now. So, mm-hmm. whether it's Lamar Jackson or Tyler Huntley, I, th- I have trouble envisioning them lighting up the scoreboard in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I, uh, I agree with that. Yeah. So what about on that Green Bay side? I mean, I, mm-hmm. the way I look at it is Baltimore is like a good run defense and a very susceptible pass defense. So I'm pretty mm-hmm. bullish on like the Green Bay passing game this week. I really like Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I, I really I mean, who doesn't love Devontae Adams? But right. uh, I, I think Marquise or Marquez Valdez Scantling mm-hmm. and Alan Lazard um, are both kind of viable um, considerations as wide receiver three flex types. 
Yeah, I think they can be. I mean, I think in general, on the whole, you've been higher on Lazar than I have all season. But because um, I just, I'm just like in terms of kind of chasing uh, that receiver behind Adams to me, um, I just haven't really been interested in it the the whole season. But um, you know, I think with MVS, you know, he's been you know getting targeted a lot. Again, he's that you know we've talked about this kind of this boomer bust kind of big play guy. Um, but yeah, I don't. I I think I like I like MVS more than Lazard this week. If you're gonna, um, yeah. To be to be clear, I'm not like I. I would hope if you're in the fantasy playoffs that you don't have to start either of them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I have MVS as my wide receiver 42, and Lazard yeah. is my wide receiver 47. So it's not okay. like right. I'm. Yeah. It's not like I'm saying you have to start these guys. I just mm-hmm. think if you're, especially if you're in a league with multiple flex spots, or if you know, say you had you know DeAndre Hopkins and you're scrambling something like mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. I think you can look at these guys based on this game script as potentially decent options but I you know to me they're like in the same conversation as like Donovan Peoples-Jones and Amon Ross St. Brown Jamison Crowder Kendrick Bourne those kind of guys so it's not like I'm saying they're must-start options no yeah no no no. and I think though that it is good that if you are in one of those leagues or you know you're kind of scrambling with injury or COVID or or, you know whatever um to pick up a player you know this is something that you know you you talked about previously where these actually are probably good guys to target because you know they're on these kind of potent offenses um, you've got a stellar quarterback, you know, playing under center, and there is potential for a good fantasy game. You yeah, know, and really, there, even so. just one or two big plays can make yep. their day. Yep. Yeah. So if, I think, especially in that regard, these are like very smart plays or considerations. Yeah. You know, versus, yeah. So. Yeah. I, and what about the running back situation? I in don't Green really Bay? know. I feel like it's just. I feel like it's like becoming very split. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I think I'm going to end up being below the consensus on both of their running backs yeah. in this game because I think. <clears throat> It's a very tough matchup. Like Baltimore, uh, let me let me pull it up here. They they have actually given up the fewest adjusted fantasy points to running backs of any team in the league this season. Okay. Um, and like you said, it's a very murky committee. Um, I I actually think that AJ Dillon is probably the better bet for touches over Aaron Jones right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's it's close, you it's know. Close, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's it's a potent offense, so either of these guys could easily have a big game, but uh I they're kind of like I'm trying to see where I have them in my rankings. It's not that high. Like I have I have them back to back at RB 27 and 28 right now. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like yeah, to me like I, I it's kind of comparable to like the Patriots situation, like mm-hmm. Stevenson and Harris, they both can have good games, but can you predict it? <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. Like and it's a tough matchup too. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like, I feel like Aaron Jones might be a little bit overrated based on name recognition yeah. at this point. I think that that's true. I yeah, um, and I think that if you kind of look at um, how this backfield has shaked out with the numbers, you know, it's Dylan has just kind of, um, you may be surprised to find that that Dylan is maybe play, playing a little bit more than what you may have thought. You know, mm-hmm. and. Um, but I can see him, yeah, being kind of these these back to back plays, you know, or ranked uh, similarly um, as you have them. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I I think it's just it's. I think if you have both of these guys, you, you're you're playing them, but you just may not know what that outcome, what that means. You know? Yeah, and, to me, the hard choice though is when you have like if you're trying to decide on one of those guys versus like someone like Rashad Penny or. Devonta mm. Freeman, like guys who are 
looking like they're going to be the clear lead back, you know, Um, even Miles Sanders, you know, it's, I don't know. It's sort of like, I kind of want to just bank on that role, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I think that that's, that's kind of, it's an interesting dilemma there. You know, it's, yeah, yeah, well, and that's the thing. It's like, when we talk about Seattle, it's like, are you, are you confident? How confident are you in Rashad Penny? You know, I don't and... think I'm that confident, but I still have them ahead of the Green Bay guys because I just Carroll seems you do to have, really. Do you, you do have them? Yeah, because I just think okay. Pete Carroll wants to wants to give him a chance to be the guy now. Yeah, so, you know, um, you know but I... it's, yeah, it's, but it's you know that Seattle. I don't know. I guess we could segue into the Seattle. It game is the next game on the okay. list. So. Well, then let's do that. And then, yeah. but it is such a tough matchup though with with the Rams. I don't. Yeah. That's a tough one. I I would maybe go toward stick with one of the um, the Packers over um, over Penny. But to be I fair though, it's, the Rams the Rams are not a they're not a great matchup, but they're not mm-hmm. they're not like a shy away matchup either. Okay. I mean, they're actually right in the middle of the pack in terms of uh, fantasy points allowed mm-hmm. to uh, running backs. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, the bigger concern I think with Penny is is potential game script issues mm-hmm. if if the if the uh, Rams get up big in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I mean, he can also catch passes a little bit too. So um, I think he's risky because I do still feel like Seattle's willing to um, ride the hot hand and they're going to rotate their guys a little bit. Like he's not like David Montgomery or something like that where he's going to play like 90% of the snaps. Mm-hmm. Like I think yeah. they're going to mix in Alex Collins and DJ Dallas a little bit. So, um, you know, if Penny ends up you know, running into a brick wall a couple times and then Alice Collins busts off a 15 yard run, you could be in trouble. But, mm-hmm. um, but I think generally speaking, I, I, I feel like entering the game, Penny is clearly the top option in that backfield. And, mm-hmm. um, to me that puts him on that like low end RB two kind of radar, even though, um, I do think people might be a little overrating him just based on what he did last weekend, like as a dream matchup. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I, yeah, I still think that's an intriguing question, and I would go with one of the Packers over him. Okay, well, <laughs> which one? Yeah. We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. Um, Either. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I, to me, I don't know, and I, I guess it's, yeah. I. You know, maybe Dylan, actually. I. Um, but I don't know. I feel like that's kind of that's kind of ballsy, I feel like, but I yeah. don't know. I don't know. We'll I know, we'll find out. We'll see. see what happens. We'll see, yes. All right, so um, going back to this game, so it's a 45 <laughs> over under, 45 and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, Rams are favored by four and a half. Uh, we'll stick with Seattle here. Um, passing game. Um, I know you're really down on DK Metcalf right now. I, yes. You know, I, I'm kind of sticking with him because he came pretty close. I think he might have even had a touchdown call back on a penalty last week. Oh, did um, okay. I just think there's so much, like, blow-up potential at any moment with him. And I don't know what the status of Jalen Ramsey is. I, I He's on the COVID list as far as yeah. I know still. And the Rams are kind of having a COVID outbreak, uh, mm-hmm, like yep. seven other teams in the yes. league. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe um, maybe that helps uh, DK Metcalf. I do think Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett have really kind of gotten back to their, um, their, their connection. That's one really one of the best, like, connections any to any quarterback and receiver have in the entire league so mm-hmm. um i feel i do have lockett ranked ahead of metcalf but mm-hmm. um I, I i'm sticking with both of them if i have them yeah i mean i think it's tough not to even though i'm like oh there's been like five games you know where it's just like goose eggs he's you know metcalf is getting targeted you know he's 
Um, you've seen at least eight targets in four of those five games, but it's just, it's been low yardage, no scoring, but I absolutely agree with you. It's like that thing on Craigslist, missed connections. Remember that? (laughs) There you go. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) It's yes. It's just like that. And, um, I really just dated myself there. (laughs) Well, me too. I mean, we're like, we're the same age. So yeah, we're there. Um, you know, I think that there is a ton of upside. I'm totally with you on that. I think though that, um, you know, these past five games, it has been, I think, Lockett um, over Metcalf, but Metcalf does does still have upside, but it is tough. We just haven't seen it. It's one of those things, if you want to be patient with it, uh, you know, you'd be patient with it. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, and I think that, you know, again, with Jalen Hurt, uh, yeah, Jalen uh, Ramsley, sorry, um, you know, if, he's, if he misses this game, that's even better, um, but... Yeah, I think that Metcalf will go off probably um, in one of these games before the season ends. Um, but yeah, you th- I think you throw him in there. I'm just not thrilled about it. I don't love it. Um, but I would probably be probably singing a different tune if he goes off. I'll be like, yeah, you know, yeah. kind of dancing in the streets. But yeah, right now I like Lockett over Metcalf. Um, yeah, both have. I guess you put Metcalf in like the Tyreek Hill, uh, Travis Kelsey uh, category where it's like they've been a little frustrating, but you're not mm-hmm. sitting them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's one of those things if you do and he does go off and he's sitting on your bench, uh, you just would just be kicking yourself and just be, you know, you'd just be so annoyed by that, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then on the Ram side, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it is COVID central over mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, uh, Odell Beckham is now on the COVID mm-hmm. list. Uh, Daryl Henderson is, is still on the COVID list as far as mm-hmm. uh, we know. Um, oh, I just saw Jalen Waddle was just put on the COVID list. Oh, okay. really? <clears throat> okay, well, so just go FYI run out and grab Devonte Parker if he is available yeah. in any of your leagues. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's interesting. Um, uh, and you know, keep an eye on that because I mean, that, that's another team where COVID is running running through it. It's nabbed their their backfield. Now they've got Jalen Waddle on the list, so um, it's like you kind of have to have these backup plans here. But yes. Um, going back to COVID and the Rams, uh, Beckham is on the list. Um, Henderson, Henderson uh, Ramsey, and um, and others, yeah, and others. And Higby, Higby was pulled just before the Monday night game. Well, he had a false positive that I know. Him the I game. did see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, which is a killer, right? I mean, yeah, but um, yeah, I I think. Um, you know, Michelle, I think in this one, um, yeah, we're talking about LA Rams, um, that I like Michelle in this one. Um, and, you know, I think with the, I do think that with, with the white, with the uh, whiteouts here in, in LA, I think that just to me means you, I mean, you always have like Cooper Cup uh, and Van Jefferson and uh, maybe you do have a, if, if Beckham's out, maybe a Guyton or, or Palmer, you know, pops up. Um, so. uh, wrong, wrong team. Oh, wait, oh, sorry. That's the other LA team. Jeez, it's like that and like David Carr. <laughs> like, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna, I mean, like bookend like this show with like a, you know. You meant you meant Scourinick. Exactly. I don't um, know. Yeah, I don't know about Scourinick. Yeah, um, it's. I, yeah, I think it could just, benefit. Higby. I had my LA teams there yeah. screwed up. I think um, it could benefit Higby if uh, Beckham is out. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it certainly benefits Van Jefferson because I do think we were kind of at the point where we were. Um, thinking Beckham might have been a better fantasy option than Van Jefferson, mm-hmm. but um, if Beckham's out, then I think 
that vaults Van Jefferson back into that wide receiver two mm-hmm. kind of category. Um, and I think it does make Higby more of a viable top 12 consideration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then Sony Michelle, I mean, could totally smash if Daryl Henderson stays out. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a really, really favorable matchup against Seattle. They're much better against the pass than against the run. So, yeah. um, I mean, I think Sony has done enough that he's going to play a very significant role regardless. But mm-hmm. uh, I think if Henderson's back, you're looking at more of a even committee. Um, mm-hmm. And if Henderson stays out, then I think Michelle is a, is a bona fide top 10 guy. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah. All right. Uh, New Orleans at Tampa Bay, over under 46 and a half. Uh, this is another one with a huge spread. Uh, Tampa is favored by 11. Uh, I just saw that Leonard Fournette is out again in practice Ooh. today. Okay. Um, so it's becoming a little more concerning with his ankle injury that he's dealing mm-hmm. with. This kind of popped up out of nowhere. Um, but, you know, we've been telling people to stash Ronald Jones for a very long yeah. time. So this could be the week where Ronald Jones <laughs> hits just in time for the fantasy off. playoffs. I mean, uh-huh. it is a very, very tough matchup with the Saints. They are a, a yes. nasty run defense. But um, with the way this, this Tampa Bay offense is going right now, uh, I think whoever is their starting running back is a must-start player. So uh, if Fournette ha- is unable to play in this game, I think Ronald Jones is a must-start player. I think he is. My concern with that, though, too, is that I think that, you know, Tampa Bay is such a machine and that I think they've used Fournette because I think that he's just like this big body and he, he just kind of, you know, bowls over, um, you know, uh, the defense. Um, but they don't necessarily have to rely on their running game, though. You know, I mean, I think that mm-hmm. they can do just fine, like airing the ball out. Um, so I I think that, though, even though Yes, I think that you need you, you should be playing Ronald Jones. I don't know if you should expect the same, um, you know, kind of production or it's a different type of running than what I think Fournette did. And they may use him just kind of uh, differently in general. But yeah, my concern is they don't need to rely on the run. Um, but you definitely, as I think, as a fantasy manager, you want to have Ronald Jones out there, though. And um, yeah, I think it's fair to like, you know consider him a little lower than you would have Fournette. Like mm-hmm. I was already downgrading Fournette a little bit anyway, just because of the matchup. I was thinking he was more maybe like a low end RB one this week mm-hmm. um, where he's been pretty much a high end one most weeks <laughs> recently. Um, but you know, maybe Jones is more of like a, a high to mid range RB two or something, but he's, yeah, he's still like right. a must start player. I think. I think that's right. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I, you know, obviously Pat, the passing game is the place where, uh, you go. Uh, you can attack New Orleans, and uh, they did get uh, Gardner Johnson back last week, so their secondary is looking a little bit better. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I still think Evans and Godwin and Gronk are all just elite, elite fantasy mm-hmm. options at this point. Yeah, you don't think twice about it; just put them in. Yeah, and that you know, I you don't want to get too clever and try to play the third receiver with Tampa. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Perriman ended up winning the game with a long touchdown catch last week, but it was actually Tyler Johnson that played mm-hmm. more snaps than him uh, last week. You know, Perriman played the most snaps the previous week, so that's kind of up in the air. But at this point in the season, you probably don't need to worry about that too much. No, and I think it's like let someone else uh, make that move. Yeah, move unless you're in like a Perryman. really, really deep league. <laughs> right, and that's different rules kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, how about on the uh, New Orleans side of the ball? 
Well, you know, Hill, I think, is very interesting because it's one of these things where, you know, obviously we know the story about Hill where it's, you know, it's it's not necessarily his his passing prowess, but more of kind of his his rushing abilities, right, where he can just kind of, um, you know, run off for like large chunks, you mm-hmm. know, and that really sustains him fantasy wise, um, you know, which makes this this matchup interesting because this tends to favor kind of the passing game versus the running game when you play against uh, the Bucks. So I don't know. I think that there's upside with Hill. This is also a game where, you know, we didn't question it last week because he was playing against the Jets, you know, and you could just run all over the Jets, and that was a prime matchup. This is a little bit different, and I think that there is that um, that floor could fall out, I feel like. You know, there's that is a possibility to see that in this game. Um, but, you know, having said that, I still have him. Um, I think I have him ranked as my QB9. I mean, I yeah, have him as a QB1 yeah. this week. And um, But knowing that... <clears throat> the floor could fall out on this one. You could see that in this mm-hmm. game, but um, I don't know. I, it's an interesting matchup. I still am confident enough where I would, I would obviously play him if I have him ranked as a QB one um, with confidence, but just know that I think about that floor. And I think in general, you know, this team only really operates, you know, on their legs. So it's like between him and, and Kamara. Um, I don't ever really consider any of their pass catchers. Um, and, Although this is a good game uh, for them. So I don't know. I think it's an interesting... I think we'll see a lot in terms of where Hill stands in, I think, a game like this. Because he's also playing with a, um, a mallet finger injury as well. Um, so I don't know how uh, that will affect him. Yeah. And so I will say, like, I, I think that like mm-hmm. Tampa Bay is... They're just a very good defense. Um, they are typically seen as like a pass funnel defense because their strength of the defense... Um, historically has been the uh, run prevention but um i feel like their run defense has kind of um dropped off a little bit and their pass defense has improved a little bit to the extent where it's it's not so clear cut between the two anymore um but yeah and i did see sorry to interrupt you they i mean that they have given up the six most most rushing yards to quarterbacks which is an area that obviously hill can exploit so maybe that becomes beneficial yeah um so yeah just gonna you can sorry to interrupt you no 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 you're right and i i I actually i do see the the same thing as you as like a potential risk of the floor dropping out on hill but Mm -hmm. i also think that if i had to guess how this game is gonna go like the thing that the vision that comes to my mind is like um a really ugly first half for the saints where they mm-hmm. fall behind a lot. And then in the second half, they go to a lot of like um, passing and uh, Hill mm-hmm. drops back a lot and uh, ends up scrambling a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So I think like, mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily see a ton of like designed runs early in the game for him having a lot of success, but I think that later in the game when they open up and maybe the, maybe the uh, Bucks get a little softer on defense if they're playing with a big lead. I could just see Hill taking off and running a bunch in the second half and piling up yardage that way and 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 maybe a touchdown or two on the ground as well. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think that's it's certainly a possibility. Yeah, know, this is going to be a fa- fascinating game to watch. It, yeah. And it is a Sunday night game, so everybody will be watching it too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, Should and, be a good one. Yeah, and Camaro you just I mean, you mm-hmm. just got to play him no matter what, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 All right. Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. Minnesota at Chicago, mm-hmm. 44 over under, yeah. Vikings favored by three and a half. Um, 
you know, I kind of like, I mean, it's not a big over-under, but I kind of like both quarterbacks in this game. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. yeah, uh, me too. Cousins has a good matchup. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, and with Fields, it's just the rushing, the rushing mm-hmm. production that he adds. And also that secondary in Minnesota is very burnable as well. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I kind of like both quarterbacks. I um, Obviously, you love Dalvin Cook um, mm-hmm. and David Montgomery, too. I mean, the running backs mm-hmm. are really rock solid, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And, it, it, you know, Justin Jefferson playing out of his mind. Uh, I, I, beyond that, I mean, I guess Osborne you, you like again this week? Mm-hmm. I do. I think, um, I, you know, I, I think, you, you know, you can pass on Chicago. I do like him. He's clearly the one, I think, who's kind of stepped up. Uh, in Thielen's absence, and um, you know, I, I think he that he could totally be kind of a sneaky play this week because I think all eyes are kind of always on on Jefferson there. Um, but yeah, he's been getting the volume, and I think that he has Cousins' trust, and um, you know, you can pass on on Chicago. So uh, I do like him this week. Um, it's funny, yeah. I do. I like I like kind of like what you were saying. I like both quarterbacks. I like both running backs. Um, I, I like you know kind of their both wide receivers, although I kind of like Minnesota's wide receivers a little bit more than um, the Bears. Yeah, but, I don't really like the Bears wide receivers. Yeah, I like the Vikings better than the Bears, but um, for the other aspects of the game, I'm kind of with you on that. I like I like both both sets, if you will. Yeah, I mean, I want to like Darnell Mooney, but I I just feel like he and he and Fields have not had the same connection mm-hmm. that he had with Dalton, and yeah. uh, I also just think that. Um, it's become a little murkier in terms of the Chicago target distribution because Allen Robinson's back. Uh, they seem to be very interested in getting Jakeem Grant and Demi, mm-hmm. uh, Demir Bird involved mm-hmm. last week. So um, that's just a lot of mouths to feed in an offense that hasn't really been that productive through the air all season. So, Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I mean, I think these past couple games, the two games where Fields um, has been playing, you know, Mooney's been kept under 30 receiving yards in each game so it's not inspiring um but i do i do like the quarterback and i do like um montgomery i know you're a little down on conklin at this point too are are you are you would you start cold commit over conklin (laughs) oh god i i you know i bet i actually kind of they're like identical to me i think at this point um i know you'll get more you should get more volume with with commit i have this is where i have them ranked i have commit at i have through like 24 i have him ranked at 22 commit and conklin at 23 wow they're like all the way down there i don't like either of them but i have to choose it would be commit okay i'm i'm significantly higher on both of them than you actually i have conklin at 15 and commit at Mm. 18 Mm -hmm. so yeah we both think they're close (laughs) yes we do just at different levels yes exactly (laughs) so (laughs) i just fascinated what tight ends you put ahead of them it's such a dumpster fire position i know well now some of this stuff has changed but um i actually i do like i like gerald everett i know you don't really like gerald everett a ton i do like him more because i think that he's seeing a lot of looks in in the uh, there's scoring potential there he's seeing a lot of looks in the end zone and Mm -hmm. um you know i would rather take my shot on ricky seals jones this week against the eagles um even though john bates may be in the issue i i think that I do think that this is just more of a gut call, but I think that uh, Seals Jones um, could have a good day because I also don't know that there's a ton of pass catchers right now in Washington. Um, and I would much rather kind of take take shots on those guys. Just um, comes down to the snaps, I guess, with Ricky Seals. Yeah, I, I mean, 
I mean, looking at this, you know who I have higher and I've never, ever ranked? I have Brevin Jordan (laughs) in uh, Houston ranked higher than both of those. I've never ranked him before, but I think it's such – I have no idea what that game is really going to look like, but there's potential to score. And I just – yeah, I've – you know, I think the big thing is ranking some of these guys who I think have a little bit more uh, scoring upside this week than Komet and Conklin is what it comes down to for me. Yeah, I think once you get outside of like the top 14, maybe mm-hmm. even top 12 tight ends, it's really a, a crapshoot. So I can't mm-hmm. can't argue with you too much about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that wraps us up for today. Thank you all for listening. Uh, please go to rosrankings.com. You can see our updated rest of season rankings there. Um, Lauren and I also post our start sit articles each week for you up there. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Andrew underscore Seifter. And you can follow me at LK Auerbach. And as always, if you can rate, review, like, subscribe, ring that bell, whatever you have to do to, to show us you know, your support. We greatly appreciate it. Show us the um, love. Show us the love. Come on. <laughs> um, so we greatly appreciate it. Thank you for showing us the love, if you do in fact show us the love. Um, and thank you for listening. And it's playoff week, everybody. So good luck in week 15. See ya. Good luck. You've been listening to the Rest of Season Rankings Podcast. Go to www.rosrankings.com for more.